What's happening? It's contrast what's of the cut. Season two, episode eight. Bobby D presents Contrast and Cut. It's your host Zylo, aka DJ One Dollars. Today I got one of them special guests, man. You know, uh, he's multi-platinum super producer, songwriter, artist. He's worked with artists that all of us love, no matter what type of music you listen to. And you feel me? From Nicki Minaj to Chris Brown to Justin Timberlake to Akon. Been a part of Convict Music. The man got history. I got Smitty. Smitty, oh, Smitty, you're a real legend. What's happening, bro? Hey, what's happening, my dude? You all right today? DJ Juan Dollars, what up, though? Man, I'm out the way, bro. I'm quarantined the fuck up, bro. Got the family man. in the other room. Hey, I feel you. Six feet even from the family, right? <laughs> like, I don't know where y'all have been. No, <laughs> yeah, sure. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. We all trying to maintain. You feel me? That's right. That's right. The more we maintain, the more yes, we sir. together, the more we conquer. Ain't that the truth, man. Ain't that the truth, man. I appreciate you having me on, fam, you know? Oh, yeah. It's all love, bro. I appreciate having you, bro. Shit, it's not every day you get to have multi-platinum, you feel me, anything. <laughs> that that <laughs> is Rhea. You Rhea certified? Come on. You billboard charted? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. I appreciate A couple you, times, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That part. So let me go ahead. Every episode, I start off with a quote. It's like my icebreaker and the ideas for you to weigh in how you feel. And then uh, we keep it going. And uh, the quote is, reality is wrong. Dreams are for real. Tupac. Yeah, I would say that, you know what I mean? Because I feel like we controlling our own reality in that sense. So it's like, you know, if you don't got a dream, you ain't going to have too much a reality, <laughs> you know? Everything started with a dream for me, and all of a sudden I looked up like, damn, I actually became who I wanted to be, and I'm still trying to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I still got dreams that I'm shaping into reality. So I, I feel Pac on that. I feel him on that. Yeah, no, you feel. I feel like you've manifested greatness, and then you staying with the relevancy of what's going on. Man, that's a, that's a big deal. That's a big deal, man. You know, it's even tough because the music business changed up a lot since I first started. And, uh, you know, that's one of the games I played now is like relevancy. Sometimes I work with some cats who don't even have a name who, or who just build a name, but they got the wave. You know what I mean? I feel like they're going to be somebody who going, you know what I mean? Like help, help keep me going, you know, because you get older, the sounds change, you know what I mean? Uh, how people access and, uh, make their music changes, you know what I mean? And so you gotta kinda always be on the cusp with like where stuff going, you know? So that's that's facts. You gotta get in where you fit in at times. And hey, get in where you fit in or create something, a new mode to, for everybody else to fit in type of thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. doing this now. Yeah, that's why I like about you said what, fam? I was gonna say, I trip out a lot on these youngsters because they don't understand the history. They don't understand the value and the respect you need to have for people. For a lot of the stuff they accomplished, they'll come in here, these young producers, and not understand that, you know, back in the day, it was taking six, seven hours for these guys to knock out a beat. First, people got oh, half time yeah. and, and oh, yeah. uh, 
uh, VSTs and all these things with cut corners and yeah, you make pulling in loop packs. They just pull in the loop and drop the drums, you know. But I can't be mad at them because they kind of you they getting it how they how they gotta get it, you know. I remember 10, 15 years ago, the homie like, man, we don't do them fruity loops beats, you know. And now, you know, <laughs> you, yeah, you probably don't even sound relevant if you ain't got a beat coming out of FL, you know what I mean? So it's like. It's just a, you know, you got to make them change. They got to respect it, but at the same time, we got to respect it too, because it's like, you know, they reinventing the wheel, streaming out here, and they not having to go to no labels. They not having to do, you know what I mean? Like, we used to the, at least I am, I was used to the $10,000, $20,000 checks, you know what I mean? And now that game kind of shifted. So, yeah, they need to pay homage, but at the same time, we kind of got to show them love and give them an opportunity to kind of, pave a new way because everything kind of changed. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I like to talk about is the Music Moderation Act with producers because the Music Moderation Act is really helping out producers. It's really helping out the, the OGs of the game, the people from the 70s and 80s that, that, you know, they weren't getting paid for their streams. Like all these people were using and playing their music, but, you know, Music Moderation Act kicked in and it, it, it saved them. <laughs> No, 100%, 100%, man. I mean, that's the truth. I mean, that and just uh, streaming in general, you know, once the industry was able to like plug a hole in the whole streaming thing when it first came, you know, they didn't really kind of know how they were going to monetize it. Now it's created an infinite kind of plane to get money for forever. You know what I mean? It's like the songs that no one knew were hits. You know, you never knew like what number three on the album was, you know, like if it was doing numbers, but because of streaming, you can, in analytics, you can go key in like, oh, number three, actually the one that's popping. We gonna put some money behind it and make that, you know, and make that the single. So that's kind of like how things are going now. And I, so I, I agree, like with the whole way things are changing over, we're kind of finally adjusting and you can kind of see the new millionaires being made and you can kind of see the new, um, you know, just new people becoming successful off of the business. And so I think, you know, I, I think the new game is awesome and I'm anxious to see kind of how it progresses and even how I'm able to make more money and have more success in it, you know? Yeah, no, I feel like it's important that we connect with the OGs and the old money because the new money is going to end at some point unless you understand how this old money keeps on becoming that. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. You know, like the game definitely changed a lot of the older cats. I laugh because they, it took them the longest time to adjust the streaming, uh, considering they was used to getting checks a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, what do you mean? Like, I'm not getting a million dollar budget to like infinitely record my album. It's like, nah, not really. You know, but I do like that because it made a lot of those, it lit the fire up under those older guys too now. You know, they realize they can't just suck the budget up. So I'm kind of in between the old school and the new school, you know. Love Timbo, that's big bro. Love Akon, that's big bro. All these guys are big bro, but they was making a hundred thousand a track, you know. Right, <laughs> it's right. like you could get one placement a year and be straight, you know what I mean? And then it went from that to where, you know, you might be getting 10, 20, pay your lawyers, your management, your taxes, you know what I mean? And you gotta, you always trying to double up. Now these kids, they make a song in their basement. And all of a sudden, it's on Billboard in three months, no label. <laughs> and they count up the whole bag, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, like I said, I like to pay homage and at the same time, like, 
shed light to almost both sides of it. Like, you know, like, hey, you know, it's a new game we living in, you know? Yeah, I give it to you because you definitely take the time to research and respect the process because that's how you keep yourself relevant. <laughs> Man, for real though, for real. Like, I can get my hands dirty on the NP stills, play some instruments, but it's like, yeah, I got FL and Ableton pulled up too, you know, because <laughs> I got to get a vibe, you know, and then right. I take all that and just kind of mix it together and make it, make it happen out of both, you know. Yeah, no, I always tell my producers when I interview them that my favorite thing about interviewing you guys is that you guys are the real people that take a blank piece of paper, a blank canvas, and you guys start painting. You guys start putting all these different sounds together and it becomes almost a masterpiece. Then you add the instruments of people's voices and then you got your masterpieces. And yeah. you guys are a huge instrument of that. And that's why I like taking the time to interview you guys, give you guys your flowers for your success. Because without any of it, you guys, it's, you get, they can't do it without y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. Man, I appreciate that you say that because uh, I started meditating a few years back. And I started realizing how close the music make you to God. Because you really start off with, like, nothing. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, if you ever read the Bible, it's like, hey, it was nothing. You know? And then all of a sudden, let there be light. And then there's this. And there's that. And there's that. And that's kind of how it is when you open Pro Tools or something and it's just empty and you just like, what you gonna, you know, start just throwing paint at the wall, you might drop some drums and then all of a sudden you look up 30 minutes to an hour later and all of a sudden it's like, dang, this didn't even exist an hour ago. And you know, it really only existed in my head, you know? And, and so I, I, I definitely uh, feel that aspect of it, man. And, that, and that's beautiful. That's what makes it beautiful, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So I got to get into my segment. Did the game choose you or did you choose the game? It's an origin question because I want to know when you first started. Man, game definitely chose me. Came up in the gospel church playing drums. All my sisters were singers. And then by the time I was in high school, everybody was rapping. And it just started making sense. I'm like, I play the drums and I can rap. And then I didn't have no beats. So I was like, hmm, maybe. I can kind of like do what I've been doing. That's kind of how it started. I'm like, all right, I will go cash out the homies and work on their equipment. And eventually it's like, I got to go put myself in the layaway and start buying equipment for myself, you know? And then, yeah, so the game definitely chose me because I did not really know what I would do or would have been doing if I wasn't doing this. You know what I mean? I probably just been at somebody's factory sweeping the floors or something, you know what I mean? Uh, or, or just something, you know, you know, I, I'm not gonna say I was even thinking about becoming a millionaire, nothing. It's like music opened every door for me that ever been open. You know what I mean? But it's important. I don't even know if you noticed it. It was like indirective. You had plan A and there was no plan B. Plan B was support plan A. And plan A was yeah, yeah. and doing what Yeah, so it chose me and then I guess I had to zero in and you know, choose it back, I guess, you know? Cause I guess it ain't no, <laughs> it ain't no choosing unless both, be, you know what I mean? It ain't gonna be no happy relationship unless both folks is choosing, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, sir. So what was yeah, your so first I, I like that question. You said what? I appreciate that. Uh, what was your first big placement? First one, uh, I had this kid named Jayco Lawrence, uh, who was signed to Capital uh, Records. Uh, I was just doing a writing session, me and my buddy. 
Shout out to Ryan. We was producing together, and we were supposed to be doing a writing session for like Aaron Carter, super random. Um, and we supposed to be writing like a boy band track or something. And at that time, we had been making a bunch of tracks for like Flow Rider, and had just stocked them up. I had like all these super up tempo, you know, like urban tracks though, but they was up tempo rhythmic stuff. And so we just going, I remember when we had actually made the beat, we was both just staring at the computer, listening to it for like 10 hours after we got done, you know, just listening to the same beat. And so the next guy, day, kid Jayco comes, we write the song for Aaron Carter. And then he leaves. At that time, I'm not realizing he's an artist. I mean, I was literally taking the bus to my buddy's crib to just make these beats every day, you know? And uh, so he wasn't really thinking of nothing coming out of it. Work with this kid, and the next day he calls, like, the label loves it, but they wanted to be my single. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know you was an artist. <laughs> and literally, the first one out the gate, top 40, rhythmic radio, on the charts. And I'm like, you know, big placement on Capitol Records, and that kind of opened up the door. So the long story short is, yeah, so after that first uh, session, he leaves, come back. Like I said, not first, uh, literally first session almost turns into a top 40 rhythmic radio placement. And then that kind of opens the door. And then that single ends up going further to be on now. That's what I call Music 33. And got an even more, you know, kind of clout kind of boost from there. But good way to come into the industry because what it does is it allows you to, um, uh, once you have a single, then everybody has to kind of consider you. You know, like, you, you just have an album cut, they kind of got to, from this really real. But if it comes out and it's a single and that record's actually performing, then it creates a scenario where in which everybody kind of has to check into you. You know what I mean? Like, who's who these guy out the, out the blue getting singles type thing, you know? And that was cool because I actually, even though it was a co-writer, I actually wrote a large percentage of that record and as well as producing it. So that's kind of how I got the whole songwriter producer title and started realizing I was good at that. Your confirmation. Mm-hmm. 100%, man, 100%. So, um, yeah, that was a dope little moment for me. So was that the moment where you were jumping up and down, going crazy, or or was there a moment later on where you you hit that again and it was a bigger moment? Man, I celebrate every time. So that time I was like, "Thank you, Jesus!" <laughs> Hallelujah! Because I'm just like, because it just came out the blue. You know, it wasn't like I wasn't one of those kids at home that was sitting like, "I want to be Diddy." You know, I just like love music type thing. Like, I just want to be in it. It would be great if I could support myself off of it type thing. But I was going to do it regardless. You know, up until that point, I was putting all my money into it to, to become it. You know what I mean? To, to actually get into it. And so I had literally bought all my equipment. I'm from Detroit, so I brought all my equipment, saved up some cash, you know, and then drove across the country and just kind of on a whim, you know, <laughs> like... Like, I'm gonna get it in type thing. So, yeah, that one had me shouting for sure because I was definitely broke at that moment. So, to hear I was gonna be getting paid and it was coming out soon. So, they kind of rushed them checks over, you know, and, you know, it made it to be a situation where it was like, okay, now I'm in it. You gotta get a lawyer then. You know, you gotta, you start taking it seriously because you start realizing, like, this is what's gonna happen, you know, like, and then I start realizing. <laughs> More so like this where I'm supposed to be at that moment it kind of been doing this your whole life you know now this is turning into that you know right right 
because you know something that's interesting from you being from uh, Detroit, like. I be feeling like they got slept on for a long time. They're like the Bay Area to a degree. And 100%. Over the past like four or five years, they started to really get some light on them and, and the talents that are really there. And so my question to you is, is how much are you involved in the local scene out there? Man, honestly, I just came back like two months ago and uh, I'm really trying to immerse myself in it. Pr prior to that, I had worked with like some cats from here, Tone Tone. I was influential in him getting his deal with Akon. Um, and then uh, another guy, uh, Cash Out uh, 313 from here, who's like an OG hustle rapper, you know what I mean? Like, been putting it down since early 2000s type things. And um, little by little, uh, Snapdog worked with him. So I'm starting to do it a little bit more, but I kind of left Detroit and I was gone for 12 years. It was a mass exodus, you know? And so everybody was dipping. And um, I kind of like, how do I say, jumped, <laughs> leaped up, you know? Like I'm thinking I'm gonna be doing beats for Gucci, man. And it's like, I'm coming into the game almost as a pop rhythmic producer, you know what I mean? And so, down, though. yeah, exactly. But I'm, I'm thinking to myself, but I'm like, I'm really from the block though, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm from the gutter, like I, I, I'm really, been in my basement making these beats, you know what I mean? I was like one part trap producer, one part Dilla Baby, Jay Dilla Baby. You know, I was like, I was a mix of the two and it was just like, you know, it, it, it didn't really seem like that, but I, I'm super proud of the cats here. And that was part of my reason I wanted to come back home aside from family. I really wanted to come home and like kind of investigate and see like, how are these guys getting such success, you know? But I think the main reason is that they a lot of guys persevered here during that time where everybody left. It was dudes that was just like, you know, I'm cool. I'm going to grind it out with my 5,000 fans, my 10,000 fans, my 20,000 fans, and organically boom that up into 100,000 or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? And so, you know, with that, I'm looking to be more involved. I just opened a studio downtown Detroit in uh, 24, the Penobscot building. So it's like a legendary... Uh, historical building been there um, and so I really want to views all around I'm really trying to put that down once we get out of quarantine and like because um, I feel like a lot of artists are here but Detroit used to be a place known for hits and I kind of want to bring that nice. back to it you know like all y'all talented and y'all all make it dope records and y'all own the streets for where the hits you know what I mean like let's get on the charts with these you know what I mean so I feel like that's I can't what I can to help facilitate and I'm just starting that so hopefully even as we you know put this interview out some more cats to hear me and maybe tap in DM you know so I can get my keep my ears to the streets you know and you know I'm definitely want to develop some talent out of here because you know it's important that people have to realize yes. they got heat when you got people following you people looking at you got all these Spotify numbers and streams that's heat you got to transfer that heat and turn it into plaques and billboards and and you it takes work it takes connecting with people sometimes everybody thinks they got the sauce until they fall in and don't know how to get out of it yeah i agree i agree i mean yeah i mean same with me you know i had to realize how i needed to adjust and evolve and you know in the game it's like yeah sauce is relative you know <laughs> it's a relative term because it's like you might be saucy. I remember I had a chance to, when I, around the time I was working on Nicki Minaj, I had a chance to work with Lil Dicky. Before the hits, he was just starting off, you know? 
and uh, they brought his management over by the studio, and I'm playing beats. And all these the beats like Nikki and Safari and the uh, you know Casway, they all feeling these beats. And Lil Dicky comes in there like I could never rap to any of these. And he he wasn't dissing me. He was just like the production's too big for me to fit my voice over. Like I need smaller beats so my vocal stands out. You know, you know. <laughs> so that's something I had to learn. Like sauces relish. It didn't matter if everybody over here was rocking with me. You know, I still need to have that record or that beat for the moment for that particular artist at the right time, given the right scenarios of us being brought together. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's the reality of the game. I feel like a lot of people tell you that. Yeah, bro, those are all elements you, you talked about. You said, those are all elements. Oh, can you Yeah, 100%. Yes, that's that's 100%. important. Yeah, I can't. Can you hear me? Am I good? Yeah, you one hundred. Uh, but yeah, bro, it's all elements. All them, the timing, the the moments of you being there, the capitalize on the opportunity and realizing that you have the stuff, and that's that's all hard, hard work and blessings. Like the universe is working. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. I've been put in some situations that I knew I'm like this is nothing but God you know like I look up I'm like I'm not even supposed to be here in this room right now how is this happening and then I just realized you know I was being humble obeying the laws I was you know faith without works is dead like I was really sitting there you know like putting in all the work like you know stressing over the snare drum you know and the kick you know whatever the case may be I was doing it and not that was showing up you know what I mean, in the other areas and I and I started noticing like okay if I just even now like um where the game has changed like I said it's not a lot of Nikki's not as hot as she was you know it's, it's different artists that aren't as hot as they were five years ago <laughs> you know what I mean six right. years ago and so you know with that I just noticed like okay continue to adapt and continue to do what uh got you here you know keep your foundation solid and for me it's just like hard work you know showing up <laughs> being right. there you know what I mean? <laughs> literally showing up because a lot of these young guys man they get so hollywood so quick they don't show up i'm like well i'm gonna be there you know man that's you know? half of the job is showing up man for real for real you gotta be there and that's something my parents taught me that's something i always know you know be on time and be there and then good things can happen at least they're not gonna be to just not work with you for no reason, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like, if you ain't showing up, you ain't on time, that, that make it easy for somebody to be like, I'm not feeling them, you know? So that's one of the things that like helped me get, you know, and helped me stay in it, you know? And then I don't really turn jobs down unless it's just like, I ain't really, it's really whack, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to do that. But for the most part, it's like, I challenge myself every time I'm in a room with an artist like, I'm trying to get that single. I'm trying to be the one to get that record. That's gonna be the one, you know. And like, I've seen you know, sometimes you gotta make a few. Sometimes you just... yeah, you gotta move on. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm single-handedly, bro. Like with producers not being, I'm an A and R. And if if you ain't got no one that representing, your beats may not even get played for that artist. Like exactly. 
versus you being there like i cook something up like you over there doing whatever you doing i keep on cooking and and like i see how hungry people are and then you know they get placements man it was pretty at times i'm a little older now but like six seven years back like i wouldn't care like all right everybody left the studio i'm still there you know what i mean then they come in in the morning and i'm still there <laughs> you know what i mean or like everybody leaving at 6 a.m and I didn't stay from 6 a.m. to 7 at night when they all start showing up again. You know what I mean? Like, they like, dang, you ain't leave? Nah, I ain't leave, man. I got a whole nother pack. Cause I'm in there like, all right, man, I was cooking on my headphones or whatever. Nah, I'm, I'm in the bigs, you know? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna stay, y'all go, you know? Yep. I shower when I can, you know? <laughs> you know, that type of vibe. Determination, <laughs> bro. Determination is something else, and then wanting it, bro. People aren't hungry for it until, like, I always say, everybody wants to be real until some real stuff happens. And you was making sure you yeah. were for all the real stuff to happen. No, nah, real talk, real talk. It's funny. Uh, I know my pot, my old partner, probably gonna see this. With uh, that time, I was co-producing, like I said, with my buddy Ryan, and uh, I remember when I was doing the Nikki record. Uh, she had called and was like, I need you to do five versions. Mind you, I already had sent her the beat. <laughs> I'm like, I need five new versions of the beat. What? <laughs> so uh, my partner's like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, don't worry. Like, I was made for this moment. You know what I mean? Like, and honestly, I didn't really know what to do either, you know, but I just knew I ain't had nothing in me, no quitting me. You know what I mean? Like, I knew, like, whatever, I'm going to flush these joints out and, I put all my best creativity and thankfully she found the one that like worked, you know what I mean? Cause it was just like one section that she like, ah, I can't, you know what I mean? Like I can't figure out how to get around this. Okay, cool. Five versions. You know, send them all off. And then finally once the album come out, oh, that's the one y'all use, you know? So, you know, <laughs> when those types of things, you know, so, you know, you can't, you gotta be there. You can't be afraid. You gotta be determined and you gotta just, do a lot of saying yes it seemed weird until you end up in position to do more then you're like oh, i'm so glad i say yes to that because you'll see how that opportunity led to that opportunity and led to that opportunity and then all of a sudden you're looking like okay you know that was a good year you know because <laughs> i made all those right moves you know right right Hi, my producer is going to come through real quick no, that's cool. Tell them come on through, man. I, and I'm here in Detroit with moms. I, that was moms. I was like, I didn't want to tell her. I was like, Bob, you got you to be quiet right quick. I'm doing the interview. Bruh, tell <laughs> moms, I'm sorry, bruh. Like, respect, bruh. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, man. She didn't know. She didn't know. Honestly, they haven't, they haven't feeling. What's happening, man? Blessings, man. Blessings. I haven't been feeling. I mean, they haven't been feeling well. So now they feeling good. So I'm like... I've been here trying to nurse them back to help. You feel me? Oh, man. Hey, man, that's that's Mega. That's real Mega. That's Alpha Mega. Excuse me one second. I'm going to go. On that note, I'm going to get their food right quick and I'll be right. Go ahead. Sorry, I thought that was my sister pulling up with their food. But, uh, yeah, man, I had to come back to the D, man, because, you know, that's the reality. L.A. kind of get oversaturated, man. And I understand. Trust me. It's like... <laughs> And then I'm looking at home, you know, you mentioned the city, I'm looking at home, I'm like, man, such and such made a half a million dollars last year. 
from the east side, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, he ain't never even left, you know? So just yes. another dude made a million dollars over here. He, he never even left, you know? So I started realizing the climate was changing. And I'm like, oh, you don't necessarily have to be in LA or have to be in Atlanta or be anywhere. It's like, I can send you a pack right now for whoever you and are and for. And I'm gonna be a part of that project, you know what I mean? Type thing, you know? Yes, sir. Even with demos, I do. I write for a lot of cats. I write for a lot of cats. So I go do the sauce, demo, the, make the beat, demo the record up, send it. And you know what? I I didn't hook told them how to home record. You know, <laughs> they home record the joint, and then next, you know, we got you know we got another one out there. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. That's the history of it. Uh, my family. Yeah, that's uh, game right there. That's a little game right there. I can't say no names when I say that. <laughs> Yeah, no, you got some gems right now. Them diamonds coming out the sky. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking about getting all my front off. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> so every time I talk, it's just jewels. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm joking, though, man. But no, let um, I'm, hey, this up is fun, with. man. I've been quarantined so long. You said what, bro? I said grills are hard to keep up with, bro. I done lost two of them, bro. It ain't nothing like losing some money. Right? I already know, man. I want to get my whole genre redone. If I do it, I'm going to just have a whole new, you know, whole new whole new mouth. You know what I mean? I ain't even dealing with the taking it in and out type thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel it. Uh, yes, sir. So, bro. Go ahead. Got the dog barking. Hold okay. on. You want me to mute? That's cool. Uh, bro, That's so real vibe. It's live. I mean, it ain't gonna call, it's not gonna pop up later on, but shit, it's live. I ain't tripping. You oh, we live. We not editing, huh? Uh, no, no, we will edit certain stuff, but if it's funny and it sticks, I'm gonna run with it. <laughs> like all this oh, ain't yeah, on you. <laughs> but like the dog barking and expressions, and if it sticks, as long as it don't make us look bad from a PR standpoint, I'm keeping it. <laughs> oh yeah, you ain't with me. I'm media trained. So I ain't gonna say nothing about the <laughs> good different things. You know them them few topics you can't touch on. You know what I mean? Exactly. But, uh, I know not to touch them either. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? That's not for a reason. No, nah, real talk, man. You know, social distancing, and we got to distance our words too. Nah. <laughs> can't right, say so, whatever. So it leads me to my next segment. My next uh, thing is about the last time you're pulled over. It's my awareness segment. It's where we pretty much take time to give the guidance to these youngsters that are doing wild things, or they may not be doing wild things and they're an innocent person just traveling and they get pulled over and they get scared, but they from the neighborhood and don't know what to do. So I asked the neighbor, I mean, I asked my guests pretty much, you know, when was the last time they're pulled over? We're all blessed, we still standing. We're not sitting, we're not six feet under. We made it out the situation. Man, it's been a minute. I'm trying to remember the last time I got pulled over. I really don't remember, but my advice to everybody is survive the encounter, you know? Like, you ain't gotta prove nothing at that moment, you know what I mean? Like, chill, take your tickets, because you don't want to go with them guys, you know what I mean? We didn't see what they can do and what they can get away with and what they can pull off, so I just say, hey, you know, be respectful and survive the encounter. You know, don't let nobody disrespect you, but we won't need to be no queen and slim. You know, we ain't going out like that. You know, tell your girl, shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Tell your kids, be quiet, survive the encounter, get home, and then you can. You know, then you got a chance. You might be able to call your lawyer and pursue some other type of, you know what I mean? If they did you wrong, but it's like a lot of people get in that moment, they want to do all this, and they don't realize that guy, not only is he scared, he got something to prove, you know? <laughs> you know, and he already in a position of power, and that don't work right. Power don't work right with all, you know, a lot of dudes get drunk with power. You know, we see it in the music industry, in the churches, in the political arena. And cops are no different. They people too. So I say survive the encounter and get home. And then once you're home, you can figure out what you need to do different or how you need to proceed, you know. But that's right. You know. Hey, quick sidebar. Did you see the movie Queen and Soil? Yeah, I, I definitely saw it. That's why I just said, we don't need to be no Queen of Slim out there, you know? Like, you know, at the end of the, end of the day, it's like, all right, we did all that, you know what I mean? That's why I say, tell your girl, sit down. He tried to tell her, get back in the car. He tried to tell her. I, I watched that movie, bro, and I said, man, the cold back in the car, but she was, you know. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Oh, my bad. I said, the cold said what? away from that movie, I said, Oh man, they wouldn't even be in this situation if it wasn't for his girl. And at the end of the movie, a nigga turned him in. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> hey, 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 he didn't know that, man. <laughs> he did not know those people. He had kids to feed, man. He did not know those people. But I feel you, though. I feel you. Like it, it, it was because his girl. It was also because of him. Because eventually, it's just like, at what point do you? Do you continue to fight that? You know, I feel like with those guys, it's nothing to prove. Yeah. Now, if I run across you in a club or a bar and you disrespect my girl, you know what I mean? Then yeah. maybe that's a different situation. But even in situations like that, I'm from Detroit. This dudes ain't got stabbed and shot up for stepping on somebody's foot on accident. Yeah, yeah no, it's real. Life. You know what I mean? So I'm not really, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not really with that you know what i mean i'm like hey you know now if i do something some ill stuff somewhere in the streets or something and they come back you know what i mean that all makes sense but if i'm just here i ain't come here for that i didn't come here to prove to you you know what i mean right right like that i'm a tough guy or i don't feel the need to be like let me show this dude i'm a man. you know what i mean it's certain scenarios where that's happened it's like all right let me snatch buddy up you know what i mean <laughs> three words you know what i mean get out there less is more and the less you do, the more that can happen for you of getting out the situation. You gotta survive the encounter, man. That's it. Cause if you gone, you gone. Man, ain't you no know what I mean? <laughs> Everything's stopping. If you got children, wife, whatever, family that you, you know, you it's your job, especially if you, you know, are colored to just, you gotta chill. <laughs> real talk, real talk, stay out the way. <laughs> you gotta chill, you gotta just, you know, so. They out the way, man. You know, but yeah, that's that's the long short answer. I don't think I got no short answers. <laughs> nah, bro, you enrich <laughs> history and knowledge, and I say knowledge is power. But when you use the knowledge, it's a superpower. So keep on putting out them superpowers for everybody, man. Yes, sir. So let me yes. get into my next segment, bro. This is where we get to have fun. So this place, Let's do it. This segment is called Trading Places. And pretty much we take two iconic people's lives and we trade their places, their lives. Like Freaky Friday, they wake up in that body and it's different. Question number one is, <laughs> question number two is, how would life would be different? 
So to you today. Hold on, what's number one again? Would it work? Would what's number one work? again? The uh, question number one is: Would the swap work? Okay, got you. And number you two, give me the person. I'm gonna give you the two people right now. Oh snap! All right, I got Biggie trading places with Kid Rock. <laughs> number one, would that work? Now you it got, could work. You got Biggie now. He's he's a, a rock star. Got the big hits, all the shit. But he a brother now. And then now we got we got Kid Rock as the rapper. You feel me coming up on the street corner and making them hits with Puffy and the whole everything. It's, it's a white dude now. It, it, it gotta work because we didn't have an Eminem and we didn't have a little Nas X. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> Already happened. <laughs> Trading places in real life. <laughs> man, that's man. Now you understand why I do this A and R. Bar. <laughs> <laughs> so, bro, this next uh, segment I got is it's pretty much we got a deck of cards and they got good questions on there. They don't pay us, so I don't talk about them, but I use their stuff because it's it's legit the questions. And the idea is I want impulse answers. So nope. you feel me? And like I said, they good, they're random. My producer picked three random cards off air. And uh, here we go. Question number one. What's the worst pickup line you ever heard or dished out? <laughs> man. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm not a big pickup liner. Uh... He said, I set the mood. I don't talk about the mood. That's what I'm talking about. I'm like, what the do? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's why I pick up line. Hey, you choosing, you feeling me? Okay, cool. <laughs> and I don't even like the I don't even like the mess with girls that ain't even feeling me like that. You know what I mean? Hey. hey said, I wanna work. <laughs> yeah, I like the ones yeah. that like me. <laughs> he said, I'm gonna make it easy. But worst pickup line? I don't know, man. Uh, uh, you must be a track star, because you've been running through my mind all day. <laughs> That's pretty corny. Yeah, shit. You say the track, they thinking about the other track, man. Where they working, you feel me? Hey. Oh, you feel me? <laughs> but question number two. <laughs> you got to be from the Bay, huh? <laughs> now, where you from, man? Uh, bro, I was born in LA, and my family, okay. I got family from the Bay, and I, right now I'm in Bakersfield. I got, uh, my family was started off in Michigan or whatever. Oh, that's what's so. What part? Uh, Grand Rapids. Oh, okay. And then, uh, they started, uh, they had a national bank that they started, because they was the people that was building houses and building furniture. Are making furniture, and so they started a bank, and it was a Third Street National Bank, and then they ended up merging with Fifth Third Street, and he got Fifth or Five Three Bank now, and yeah, my dad he moved to the West Coast, and that's how I came about. Man, y'all boomed up out there. Don't let me find out. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> my dad moved out here and married a Mexican woman that was really like mixed in her culture, and so we we ain't got no love like that on the East Coast. <laughs> I come from the bottom just with the gifts. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. I get it. 
Yeah, yeah, real talk, bro. But question number two: What is something you hate but you wish you loved? What's up with these questions, Kev? Hate, but I wish I loved. That you wished you loved. You know, I hate being broken. Maybe if I loved it, then the times where I was down, <laughs> they would have been a little easier. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> no. Great answer. Because, bro, like, hey. I've been broke more recently than, than often versus I've been coming up more lately than often, you feel me? Versus, like, I take the times when I got all this money and I be like, I be fucking it off. And if I live like I'm broke, I'm gonna have all this money because I wasn't spending nothing while I was broke. Man, I love to have fun. My biggest expense is lifestyle, you know? It's like, I gotta drive this, I gotta wear that, I gotta eat this, I gotta drink that, I gotta smoke that. It's just like, oh man. It's levels. Absolutely, <laughs> that part. Levels. Right it's either meant for you or it's not because you're gonna stay down below wishing. Man, come on. That's why it's like, if I want a tomahawk, I'm gonna have a tomahawk. I ain't thinking about what it's gonna cost me, you know what I mean? Shit, but I, mean, I know it's people that think like that, you know? <laughs> Shit, you got a tomahawk, I'm gonna be looking for you up above, man. I hope you drop one of <laughs> them, uh, them ladders down, man, during this quarantine. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Tomahawk with the uh, dry age, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number three. What is something you get wrong almost every time you do it? Relationships. That's <laughs> not not business relationship, but with girls. <laughs> Always mess them up some point. So, you know, eventually I'm going to get one right. <laughs> I feel it. At least that's their part of the story. I, I'm the one messing it up. That's what they say. So, bro, what are you most excited for coming up? Coming up here soon. I know it's quarantine and I'm trying to get people back on the right vibe of you feel me? We still working, we still got stuff coming. Yeah, I mean, you know, something that I'm actually proud of is that we still the jury's still out on like some of the music and the vibes, but I've been working with Fizz and me and him kind of did a little partnership recently to put out some records and um just trying to figure out how things go from the independent standpoint. I've dealt with the majors and now I wanna do more. You know, I can't necessarily say I'm developing Fizz. He's already kind of established through the boy band and all that. You know what I mean? And to be on television. But um, in addition to him, even I want to like develop some cats and you know actually put them out. It's, it's one thing. This is a jewel right here for producers. It's one thing to produce for Nicki Minaj and Chris Brown and all these people, but you produce for them. You didn't create them. You know what I mean? Um, when you create an artist. Uh, not as not only is there more clout, more longevity, more financial benefits, you know, uh, it's a legacy play, you know, and now I got names attached to me. I got credits and all that. Now I'm excited about all the legacy plays that I'm going to be making, you know, and that's developing talent, signing acts, getting uh, acts signed to majors, you know, or just having success. Um, on the independent level. I'm looking for more of that. You want to change people's lives? Yeah, 100%. And, and mine at the same time, too, because I understand what it is to get paid for a track and make some residuals. You know what I mean? And then I know the difference of when 
like I brought this artist to the label and I'm solidified and now they became stars. You know, uh, th that for as a producer, that's a different level of clout and of status, even for when you right. just walk in, walking from one label to the next. It's like, hey, I got a buddy signed over there. I did that. So now I'm coming over here. You got to do, you know, you got to play ball with me because look what look what I did for him, you know? And so that's a, I think that's the, where I want to go with it. And that's what I'm most excited about. And that's almost how I'm kind of restructuring how I do business, even with acts, uh, a lot more like 50-50 deals or production deals now moving forward, as opposed to me just like, who can I slide beats to? Whose album can I get on? You know, it's like, okay. I'm not as excited about that anymore because I kind of see what that does. Now it's more so, hey, you know, legacy plays. That's the best way to explain it. Absolutely. It's all about leaving a legacy. <laughs> this is plan A. Yes, yes. Plan A don't have a plan B, but, you know, plan B is, like you say, sub supplementing plan A and plan C is like bring it all home type thing, you know? Exactly, exactly. What's something that you feel like you're trying to accomplish before you retire, before you say I'm done with the game? Um, definitely want a number one record. You know, even though I'm talking all that legacy play, this, that, and the other. Yeah, I still, I want a number one single at radio. Like, I understand, you know, <laughs> how uh, that impacts your life. You know what I mean? Like, that impacts your life in a whole nother way. Being top 40 is dope. But like hanging at number one for like 10 weeks, a whole nother game, you know what I mean? Right. And Love so I've it. seen how to impact and I feel like that, you know, along with other legacy plays, that's gonna be one of the, the defining ones, you know, like I right, got that number one, you know, I always knew we could get it, you know what I mean? Yeah, cause then with everything else I've already done, it's just like, mm -hmm. oh, it makes sense. You know what I mean? It's just like, and it's, it's kind of like Kobe is like undeniable at that point. You get that fifth championship, it's like, they might can say you ain't Jordan, but they never, they're always going to be looking at Ron and like, <laughs> but you ain't him though, you know what I mean? So, right. you know, and that's kind of how I feel. That number one is like, all right, it's like dunking it, dunking with your elbow in the rim, you know? <laughs> Vince Carter just hanging from your elbow, you know? Yeah, yeah, real tough. I need one of them moments, you know? Uh, bro, you got any questions for me? That's you know, it's my last segment. You, I flip it on people. Um, no, nah, man, but you kind of look like Post Malone without the face tap. <laughs> uh, I take that. I take that all day. Hey. We gonna do, you know, we gonna start, you know, we gonna make your album match. You know what I'm saying? Then we just gonna, you know, <laughs> push that out there. You already know how to A and R. You got two producers right now. What's up, man? Let's get it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No auto-tune crew, we're going to have you together, man. <laughs> yeah, fly me out to Detroit then, to the D. Hey, man, you'll have a ball, man. I had you right when you come out here. You know what I'm saying? Well, bro, they like that Cali. I still got a little of that Cali on me. They like that. <laughs> uh, bro, where can they find you at? Um, Ask me to your legend on Instagram. Uh, really, that's where I'm mainly at. Got a couple little videos and songs out here and there. Um, uh, Ask me to saw YouTube. Look out for the new records. Me and Fizz dropping. We really making like an independent push right now. And 
No, we shaking all the haters, you know what I mean? Like, cause that, you know, that's a cool guy. They don't, they don't want to give you props if you've been in a boy band, you know what I mean? But you got, you know, you got to give props where they do. So, you know, I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, just follow me on Instagram and just keep, keep up. I'm usually posting stuff. Shout out to, uh, Little Baby Symphony really Green. Um, that's one of the writers hey. I've been developing this for really years. Got to deal with that was a long time in the work, and she also an artist right now, so got new music out there with her, and I'm just trying to like push uh, everything I can right now, you know, like stay in the mix, stay relevant to that, you say, and uh, you know, till I get that number one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, man. They trying to make me a you want to tell all this up, you gonna have to use all this. Okay. All right, I want to shout out Contrast. Uh, my dude, DJ Juan Dollars. We in here. We doing a podcast. And we booming up. This is your dude at Smitty So, at Smitty Your Legend. Check me out. I appreciate y'all for showing me love. God bless y'all. Good night. That was my Russell Simmons. Hey. Hey, <laughs> bro. I appreciate you, bro. It's been a pleasure, bro. My pleasure, man. Thank you. I appreciate you, too, man. All love, bro. I ain't say nothing to get me in trouble on there, did I? No, no, I ain't just nobody. Nigga, this ain't what you want. Can I kick it when I'm rhyming? Be a legend through Ebonics. Was a sticker boy. Felt like sticky fingers played at Onyx. Can I live track eight? Felt like Jigga 96. Without a reasonable doubt, the album turned me into this. Should we always had dreams of being money making mish? Without Julian, hit it, Jeff.